Scudder, my brother was handy. Hey, fantasy, inception. We talking touchdowns, receptions, interceptions. They got a band to kick her. We need that correction. Talk them out. We flexing. How many of y'all you collect? We trying to get that winning record. Fantasy, inception. That's your higher. That's your line for the higher. Oh, that's my. That's my. Oh, that's hi. That's your speed. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Fantasy and Session, the podcast. Today is March the 15th, and the boys finally got here. we back in town along with Miss Unicorn. Well, thank you for joining us, first of all, Miss Unicorn. As always, wherever you're listening to this at or viewing this at, at the time, uh, make sure you give us some comments, like, reviews, all that extra good stuff. Um, as always, I don't know if you know Miss Unicorn, we do a little thing here. We like to acknowledge all the fallen kings and queens, uh, especially if we like to give a shed light to the um, Black Lives Matter movement every time, not just because it happened last year, but we like to do it every episode. So we like to give a special moment of silence, an eight second moment of silence out to everybody. So we're going to go ahead and do that right now. And we back. All right, so I'm trying to figure out a way to like come in a little bit happier after the moment of silence. You know what I mean? We still working on that. It's been a I long time. You, I got turn up on them folks, man. Nobody likes that. We tried it. <laughs> I like that. Oh, there we go. You're stressed. Bring it uh, Bring it uh, how you feeling today, man? Let, introduce yourself to the audience and let them know how you feeling today. Miss Unicorn. Everybody knows. Oh, me? Sorry. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good today, guys. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks so much for bringing me on. Where are you from? Tell us about yourself. So I'm with the um, True North Fantasy Football Squad. So shout out True North. Um, and um, we've got a lot of cool stuff in the works and projects that the guys are working on coming out in a few weeks, I think hitting in April. So stay tuned. Okay. Um, give us your favorite free agent right now. Juju. Where do you want him to go? Arizona. But he won't. <laughs> I know he won't. <laughs> you want everybody to go to Arizona. <laughs> I'm just going to take a wild guess and say that Arizona is your favorite team. Arizona's <laughs> my team. I'm born and raised. Yep. Cardinals are yeah, my team. That's dope. Who is your favorite Cardinal currently? I mean, obviously, it's, it's Hopkins. You know, we're talking about like, you know, older players, obviously Fitz is the guy, like he's just one of my all time favorite players, period. Right. But, you know, right now I'd say the one player I'm most excited about being a Cardinal is Hopkins. Like it feels like he's always been a Cardinal, like no offense, Houston, but like it just feels like he was meant to be here. So I love it. All right, so um, now this is the next part of the show. We like to get in a little bit of news and notes since the last time we potted, and it's not really a lot of news out there. Well, I guess it is. Uh, the Patriots, right before we went live, they just signed uh, Jared Allen. I don't know if you know, not Jared Allen. I don't know why I said that. Nelson Aguilar. I don't know why. <laughs> but Jared Allen, that was a close, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Allen. Nope. 
Don't Burr play like DN or or that's the, the, the next one? I don't know where he was going. I'm like, you know what a bike is? Like, what? Nah. <laughs> anyway, Jared Allen on your line. Okay. Nelson Aguilar now plays for the Patriots along with Jonah Smith. Uh, the Patriots have a lot of cap money. They out there signing up everybody. How do y'all feel about that? We'll start with you, Miss Unicorn. Um, I like it, to be honest. You know, I think um, I'm a fan of Nelson Aguilar, and I, I'm kind of excited to see, you know, any potential weapons go in there to to help out Cam. So, How do you feel about Cam resigning? I was excited about it. I love it. I think he deserved another shot. Um, I think after this coming season, if it if it's just not working, then I'll finally let it go. But I was glad to see him get another chance. Uh, let's see. Los, how do you feel about the Patriots? Uh, I love it, man. Um, if y'all remember, like, a couple of years ago, Belichick, like, spoke high praises on Jonah Smith. Um, he said he's, like, one of the best um, catchers after – or best runners after the catch. And you know they're void of weapons. So, you know, as of now, he's going to get flooded with targets. Um, they like to feature the um, tight end in the red zone and in the, at the goal line. So, I, I like it, man. Um, I th- hopefully they, they use them right, but I think they will. You got McDaniel up there, who's a mastermind on offense. So I think he'll, I think he'll be just fine up there. Please post some of these comments, Gabe. The last two comments, please post, bro. I need to see this. Uh, got run, boys. What's good, Robbie? Shout out, Robbie. This is hilarious. Bill Belichick must have multiple kids because he's using that stimmy well. <laughs> <laughs> But but yeah, man, I, I think Aguilar, I think Nelson Aguilar, he's not a big splash, but he should help out the offense, kind of spread the field. He got speed. He, you know, he can go down and get the speed. Then they just signed Jonah, who can work the middle. So it looks like uh they're not just buying in the Cam to be the Superman that he was in Carolina. They're actually buying into the Cam needs a little some help. So so I'm with the unicorn. I'm more so buying in this year. As far as like Cam stock, or I'm really still trying to stay away from Cam. I, I don't want those issues on my team. I'd rather he blow up on somebody else's team. But as far as Jonu Smith, I'm interested. Damon Harris is starting to become a little bit more interesting now because they're starting to build this team. So yeah, um, um, Patriots player might be back on the uh, might be back on the radar. Radar, I mean the Patriots players. Uh, I want to save this for the last. It's the last bit of news I got. Um, if you listen to any of the previous podcasts, Javaris told you to go out and buy AJ Dillon at an unbelievable alarming rate. You know that was going to come up. <laughs> at an unbelievably alarming rate. And um, the news has came out that Aaron Jones has signed a four-year deal, not just a deal, a four-year deal. So how do you feel about that? We'll start with Javar. How do you feel about that? I mean – it ain't like I told people to go out there and spend no first. I was saying a mid to second, a uh, second rounder, a little mid to late second rounder. And uh, I, I'm fine. If if I spent the mid to second, late round, I'm fine. I did the homework on it. If you draft in a super flex league, if you draft from pick 2.4 uh, like to 2.7, you got like a 60% chance to have a player that's going to produce and be on your – on your radar, rather as you drafting at that uh, 2.8 to 12, it falls down to more like 40%. So how do you feel about AJ Dillon? I, I feel fine with my shares. I didn't, I didn't spend much for him. He's still a, a good handcuff and uh, looking at uh, green Bay, like I stated before the part, 
They're top in efficiency in offense and third down percentages and red zone offense. They're first, second in the scoring. So their offense is high powered. He's going to get his touches. Um, he should get more touches. I think it kind of hurts Aaron Jones' stock just a little bit. He should still be a, a running back one, but in my opinion, I, I don't think he's going to reach top five again. All right, and last question. How do you feel about drafting him over James Robinson when you had the chance to get him? Yeah, I, I'm crying. I'm crying. I am crying. Now, now, it is all, it is all roses over there, bro. Stop flexing. I'm crying on that mode, but then uh, I, I still got to pick 103, so I can still get Harris still, you know, make up for my mishap. So, and, you know, too much going on there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I hate you, Gabe. Anybody else got anything else? No, I think that's it, bro. Let's get to Mahomes got some Mahomes and Herbert. They they got some good guards to watch their back too. They should help those. Well, Mahomes, we already know he's gonna be on fire, but we should help Herbert out somewhere. Yeah, I thought we I thought the Falcons was gonna make a run for Joe Tooney, but guess not. The Falcons, the only team in the NFL that actually go by the salary cap rules, it seems like. Uh, so, yeah, man, let's get into the show, man. What we're here for, we're going to have today how we know how to have a little court in session. We're going to have us a little fantasy in session. Today, we're bringing to the jury, to the trial. Yeah, we're the jury, right? Yeah, so we're bringing to trial the aging players, quote unquote, you know, the old players. I don't know why people think 28 is so old because that makes me feel old. But um, running back wise, that is old. But if you plan another, yeah. no, I'm just talking about good. in years, period. You know what I mean? But we're going to bring them to stand and we're going to have a couple um, lawyers, quote unquote, defend them and or tell you why we should get rid of them we have our guest with us miss unicorn she's now in the session thanks for joining us yes sir is she going you know what i mean she's going to be here at the jury who we got first on session i think we have miss linda miss linda will be defending the great travis kelsey <laughs> um how old is travis kelsey for one well, shit, I thought I had Derrick Henry. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Go, go with who you got. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he, he, he has the wrong show. Oh, Gabe. <laughs> Way to go, Jamar. Oh, boy. First of all, I'm going to have to come to the Chiefs. I can't come in here defending a Chiefs player. What the shit? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Derrick Henry himself, Mr. 2,000 yards himself. How old is he? Derrick Henry's 27. So, so how do you feel about this old man? I'm not going to defend him either. Just because I like to play devil's advocate. I've got no issue with Derrick Henry, but when I'm like on a show like this, then I'm going to go into it with an opposition and see, you know, see what we can decide about it. So uh, he finished 2020 in PPR as the RB3, uh, but his current ADP in Dynasty Startups I looked was RB9. There are at least three running backs after him that I would take before him. Nick Chubb at RB10. Gibson at RB12, and then Najee Harris at RB17. John U is gone. Corey Davis is going to be gone. I assume Corey Davis is going to be gone. I think that offense is going to look really different next year. And uh, Derrick Henry in the last three seasons has 978 touches. 
And maybe he's not got a huge injury history, but I think that catches up to you at some point. Uh, how do you feel about it, Unicorn? Are you are you are you selling or buying Derrick Henry in Dynasty right now? You know, I would still buy him. Um, I think it just kind of comes down to at what price. Um, I think people, a lot of people, are super super hyped up on him right now because of the season he's just coming off of. But realistically, like we know he's going to regress. There's going to be some regression. Um, and then also there's just the fact that I I tend to put a lot more stock into a pass catching back. Um, even with the stats he put up this past year, he still finished at like number three um, in PPR behind um, Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook, I think. So, you know, and that's with the crazy numbers he put up. That's with 2000 and whatever rushing yard. So um, I'd still roster him, but it's not going to be at, you know, the cost that it would probably take. I would hold off on him for others. Okay. How do you feel? Uh, I feel like it's, it's, it's based on, of course, if you're contending, like, of mm-hmm. course, if you're contending, then I wouldn't mind giving up a first for him. Um, it just – I just don't think anybody's going to sell him for just the first because he has that name value now. He has that blow-up potential. Um, he can go off for 50 points at any given day. So um, you're probably going to have to give up more than a first. So for that reason, I, I think I'm out too, man. If I have him, I'm just holding, but I don't think I'm looking to buy. Um, another set I had is, um, is that he led the league in carries two years in a row with 300-plus. And from 2002 to 2011, 75 running backs had over 300 or more carries in a season, and 73% of those running backs went on to score fewer fantasy running backs the next year. So he has two straight years like that. And I know he is one one of one pretty much, but, I mean, something's got to give eventually. So I don't want to be left holding the bag with Derrick Henry. So, I'm, um, yeah, I'm not going to pay more than the first for him. Uh, for me, if you got Derrick Henry, I'm fine with holding Derrick Henry. The first years he came in the league, he didn't get many touches. Therefore, now he's racking up all these 300 uh touches per season. The last two seasons, um, I won't really buy so much in that because when he first came in, he took a break. He didn't play for like three years, so now he's just getting backtracked. One thing, the only thing that really bothers me is the OC is gone how they're going to run the offense, but just, just any idiot would know, give Derrick Henry the ball 280 times. If you want, if you want to win coach. So, uh, and they're going to do a lot of play actions. I think he's still set for the similar role. So if I was a person, uh, I would hold him. And if I'm not a contender team, I wouldn't move him just yet. I would wait till week one or week two when you have that 22 point game or something like that. And his mark is, and it goes skyrocket. That's when I would go back and put it back on the market. You, you know how everybody is going to try to lowball you right now, say his age. He got so much usage. But once they see him on film trucking people and doing what uh, King Henry do best, they're going to want that guy and, and they're going to be in your inbox. So just hold on to him until the season starts. Now, Linda, if you had him on your team, what would you be – looking to get back like a first and a running back two, a first and a wide receiver three, or what would make you – because it's, it's kind of hard. That's my thing. If I was selling him, I will, I would really want something that make me feel comfortable. Yeah, I think it depends on uh, what kind of league you're in. In a super flex league, I think I would probably want a, a little bit higher draft capital. 
uh, in order to try to land one of those quarterbacks in uh, so like, you know, top six pick in uh, in a one QB league. I have no problem taking a first and like an RB two or a flex. Um, I would move that. I think I would move that all day. I got you. And on Carlos note, he said send a first for Derrick Henry. He lied. I sent him a first for Derrick Henry and a one super flex league. He quickly declined. So I'm contending, bro. I've been in championship three straight years in that league, bro. Come on. Oh, here we go. Like, here we go. I, mean, I said, if you're not, if if a, somebody's not contending, bro, I think they will take a first for Derrick Henry. Bro, you don't Derrick Henry. Is damn near not starting. He got like eight running backs on that. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. See, he's making up a whole heart. I said it's gonna take more than a first. I literally said it's gonna take more than a first to get Derrick Henry, bro. Like, right. come on, bro. Stop. You ever put words on Bob and making me defend him, bro? Come on. Around the corner, we around the clock, we're gonna go uh keep uh keep or sell this old man Derrick Henry. Sorry for lows. What say you keep or sell? Javar? Keep. Unicorn? Keep. Miss Linda. I'm gonna sell him just just to poke some holes in that. We can't all agree. That's not what we're here for. <laughs> I say you gotta keep him too. Ms. Linda, thank you for coming on. Tell them where we can find you at. Are you, well, are you going to stay on or what you want to do? No, yeah, I got another show. But right. I do appreciate you guys for having me on. Uh, you can find me at Lindellians. Uh, I just be on Twitter a lot. And from there, you can find literally all the other things that I do. So I appreciate you guys for having me on. Unicorn, this is the first time we've ever been live. So it was nice to meet you. I know. I was so excited when you came on. So it was nice to meet you, too. That's what we're trying to nice do this to show for. Good. That's what we're trying to do this show for, just to bring a lot of us amateur, uh, analysts on Twitter together to meet each other face to face. I know we talk to each other a lot, so mm-hmm. I, that's why we think this is going to be great. So yeah, we appreciate it. All righty, thank you guys. I appreciate Come back it. Anytime. Right, have a good one. Bye, boys. Hey, breaking news: Gronk just signed another two-year deal. So the page. I mean, uh, the books. Um, the new Patriots. Surprising. <laughs> I, really, <laughs> I knew that already. <laughs> I really hate it, man, because I was really hoping a lot from OJ this year. I was hoping Gronk would have gone. Gabe is an OJ Howard fan this year. When- He's only the tight end that I got on one of my teams, so I'm just trying to trying to will it in there. Yeah. Anyway, also, uh Kendrick Bourne just signed a three-year two 22.5 million deal with the Patriots. What is Bill Belichick going on? I need I need him to expect this. It's the first day of free agents. He done signed a whole new squad. <laughs> bro, did you see them last year? I would be doing the same thing if I was Bill Belichick, bro. You try to play? Come on, come on, come on over. <laughs> Any little bit of skill, come on over. Bro. Right, right, right. You about six two and you got speed. All right, come on, come on, come on, come on. Fact, All right, so now the next. Agent player that we got is Travis Kelsey. Uh, introducing Travis Kelsey to the stand, we got my man, fantasy football pork man. How you yo, doing? Yo, I'm good, bro. I'm back. Welcome back, back to, the to the show. Hey, right. it's the been show. a long time. Long time. Hey, he got you got too famous for us, bro. I, I, I'm famous? <laughs> I ain't famous at all. You got too famous for us, bro. <laughs> you big time now, bro. Yeah, I'm, uh, so. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm working there. Exactly. Speaking to uh, okay, Travis Kelsey to me is a to me is a stone cold keep. He's actually to me the the you know they always call Lamar Jackson the Konami code. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey is the Konami code on in the on the tight end position, and I'll tell you why. When he first started, 
you know, he had he averaged eleven point four points per game in in two thousand fourteen. It's twenty twenty. He's obviously older, thirty one years old, averaging twenty point nine fantasy points per game, three hundred and twelve uh, PPR fantasy points. At thirty one years old, you shouldn't be getting better. And if you have Patrick Mahomes, possibly the best quarterback we might ever see in our lifetime, why would you ever get rid of him? I'm thinking I'm going to just ride along to the sunset, wait until the, the, the wheels fall off. And now that we see that um, Andy Reid, he got a new offensive lineman that helps out tra- uh, Patrick Mahomes so he can find Travis Kelsey on them little dig routes. And to me, if you see that the connection that he has with Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, that's undeniable. It's a better uh, chemistry than uh, – what's his name? Than Tyreek Hill. No, I'm oh. talking about with Tyreek Hill. Okay. So when, when it comes down to it, if that's a security blanket, and if I'm not mistaken, Travis Kelsey had 145 targets. What in the world? What tight end has 145 targets? So in fantasy, it's tight end premium majority leagues that's starting to get into all these leagues now. So in my opinion, I'm still taking Kelsey over Kittle just due to durability. I know the age is, you know, he's younger and blah, blah, blah. But right now I'm like fluff the age because if you can be on the field, I need you on the field and not getting hurt playing reckless. Travis Kelsey catch the ball, he goes down. It was like how Zach Ertz was, but obviously Kelsey is 10 times better than Zach Ertz right now at that age. As you see, he's declining and Travis Kelsey is getting better. So I'd like to know what you guys think about that. I'm not going to lie. I went along with the thing, the theory, just, just for the sake of the show. I have no idea what that is. Well, what, what is? theory? You know how you opened your, your segment? It was like the, what did you say? Oh, Konami code? Yeah. So, uh, so they, they said it's like a cheat code. You know, so how old are you, Gabe? Did you, did you play <laughs> Konami back in the day? Konami. Like the oh, Street the Fighter thing. and, you know, oh, oh, the codes oh, in? Oh. Because so, they pretty much said Lamar Jackson was a Konami code because he had all the rushing yards and he was a quarterback, so he's a quarterback one. <laughs> now you make me feel old, bro. Bro, I, I, no, no, no. I've literally been bringing up. I've been saying that term for the past two years, bro. I've I heard it on the pod. No, that's why I was confused. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> bro, no, I've been saying it. He's never said it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You had to go. You had to say it on live. <laughs> Thank you for not making me look crazy. Like we just went along with it for show sake. So, and I was like, all right, I'm cool. I was like, damn, Portman. No, I never heard of it either. Um, I don't know what that is, but like that shit sounded important. At least Portman, listen, listen. You, you, you did your own research behind it. Like just Google, like simple Google right. search. I, do about say, uh, I don't know how to spell it. You see this little button? On your mic, it's a little button on your phone. You go to text message. You press the little mic button, and you say the word, and it will spell it out for you, my boy. Whoa. Gabe and IT, too. He ain't know that. All right. <laughs> anyway, Miss Unicorn, how do you feel about Travis Gilson? Um, so I'd, say he's, I'd say he's a hold. Um, he, I feel like it's it's tough because, yeah, like he's getting older and everything like that. But, you know, even though personally I don't really play in many tight end premium leagues at all, um, I think I'm maybe in one. Um, there's there's just not that many really great tight ends to choose from, right? There's not that many options to roster. So, you know, you have to give him the credit for being um, as good as he is. Um, I do think that his fantasy value is going to take a hit in the next, like, 
two years at most, I'd say. Um, so I think it just depends on what your strategy is in, you know, with your team. Are you win now? Or are you, you know, building? Um, but I'd say he's definitely a hold or, or somebody that I would try to buy depending on the cost and what, you know, holes I had to fill on my team. As far as Travis Kelsey, do you feel like he could possibly become eventually not the number one target if the offense for the Chiefs keeps expanding? Are you scared of that? Just hypothetically. No, I feel like he's pretty locked in as that, to be honest. Um, it kind of hurt my feelings when, when you said that he um, is, you know, has a better chemistry with Mahomes than Tyreek because I love Tyreek and I think he's a baller. But um, no, I think Kelsey's pretty locked in. Javar, how do you feel about him? Uh, Gay, didn't yes. Kelsey break like the most reception record in the playoff game? Something like that? Like, yeah, of course, uh, Mahomes loves talking to this guy. But as far as for me, man, I am I am a sale, man. Uh, once these tight ends reach this certain age, uh, I can go down the line a couple. Only, uh, only tight ends that held on strong throughout their whole career was like Tony Gonzalez through his old age. Jason Witten was kind of decent um, throughout his old age. But if we go to players like Delaney Walker, Delaney Walker, once they hit 31, they fell off a cliff. Zach Ertz turned 30 ish. He got hurt. I ain't going to say he fell off a cliff. We're going to give him time to come back. Um, <clears throat> Greg Olson turned 31, fell off a cliff. You know, and 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 majority of that was with injuries with these older guys. Right. So that's what that's I made sure I'm worried about. Get ahead of this injury. It just takes one major injury to derail. Uh, a tight end. Yes, they still play, but they don't put up those top numbers that they used to. So at this mo moment in time, I would, me, I would try to sell uh, Travis Kelsey because uh, even if you look at, if, and Superflex, if you look at playoff teams, um, not every playoff team had a had one of the top three tight ends. So you, you do not need a top three tight end to make the playoffs. You just need one of the top 12 tight ends to put you seven to eight points if you got decent players. So you do not need Kittle or Kelsey or Waller to make it to the championship. So with that said, I will be a sale to get ahead of the curve, contender or not. I will be a sale to get ahead of the curve before you just holding on to Kelsey and be like, damn, I knew I should have took that trade. And uh, what, would I, what would I accept that as trade for Kelsey? I mean, I would want maybe a, a mid-round first and at least a wide receiver two or something like that. Or, you know, a wide receiver two with – with possibly some upside. I doubt somebody give you Dante Johnson, but some like a Dante Johnson um, and, and a 1-8 or 1-8 or something, you know? Bro, I Maybe wish you had Kelsey, bro. I would send that immediately, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, because if no. I'm contending, I want Kelsey on my team. Like, I do agree about the age thing, but a lot of these other guys that you named, they, they kind of showed signs of slowing down up until this point. Like, Kelsey, like, Pork already said, like he's like he's getting better, bro. Like, I just I just don't see it. Like him, I mean, he's going to slow down eventually, but I haven't seen any signs yet. So I'm not. I'm just going to ride the ship till that goes down. If I was selling though, I mean, I can. I wouldn't get mad at anybody for selling. So if I was selling, I would need like a Hawkinson or a Noah Fant mm -hmm. or something like that, plus something else like a first round pick. And I think that's I think that's very possible. Like if. Somebody wants Kelsey. I don't think they'll mind giving up one of these younger tight ends and maybe like a mid to late round first, like depending on how their team looks already, because they're probably already stacked everywhere else. 
you kind of have to supplement what you're what mm-hmm. you're missing from those points from Travis Kelsey because if he's averaging twenty fantasy points a game, you're going to need a top seven tight end to try to supplement that and somebody else to make up for what he's giving you every week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he like he like he he's literally is a cheat code. He's finished as the number one tight end four of the last five years, and the yeah, other year they didn't. Tight end number two, so right. I mean, and what was that just, Kittle? Yeah, Kittle I think Kittle too. beat him out that year. So he's yeah, he's just too great. I was gonna try to like come up with an argument against Kelsey, and I literally couldn't find one. <laughs> like age is just too easy, you know what I mean? And he still produces. So I was just like, you know what? No, I'm just gonna buy him. Uh, yeah, man, I, I agree with Jabbar a little bit. It was um, a lot, what he said. You don't have to have a top three team tight end to make it to the playoffs. But it would have been a lot better if you did. So, <laughs> how do you feel, Lowe's, about uh, Travis Kelsey aging? Yes or no? Sell him or buy him? Keep it or whatever I said last time. Buy him. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Gerard? Sell, 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 my boy. I mean, hey, I told you, one injury away. Miss Unicorn. I'm going to keep. Pork. I'm gonna buy because uh, I I don't like to like look for injury. So if he's still producing and he's gonna be good, I'll take it all day, especially in tight end premium. Can't predict injury, and if I cannot worry about my tight end, I'd rather not worry about my tight end because now I exactly. got OJ Howard as one of my tight ends. <laughs> I sent you a oh. trade too, bro. What's up? Who me? <laughs> yeah, man. No. Anyway, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go look after this. All right, man, man. Oh, don't worry about it. it. Gabe and negotiations to yourself, bro, because you know I'll swoop in at my I'll swoop in and then second boy. You better watch out. You better act, what? <laughs> like, as soon as, I, as, soon as I get off the stream, I'm gonna probably reject it anyway, but we'll see. Hey, okay. His his trade random. How many okay? This is another thing we're gonna bring to the session right now. Just yes, yes or no. If you send out a trade, does that mean don't counter? It just means it's a starting part, right? Yes or no? Yeah, around the you can, yeah. No, you can counter. I hate people that like like now that no, but we the, have the counter thing. Here's the problem, Gabe. If I don't send nothing if crazy, you send something, no, what I'm saying, if you send me something yeah. disrespectful, I'm gonna reject it. Like a legitimate offer, that means I'm, if I'm trying to find a starting spot. Right. Yeah. yeah like a little But you gotta you gotta know who you're playing with too, because if that if they just reject it, then I'm just gonna go and send an inbox like, yo, so. What are we thinking sure. here? Like, you know, is there anything I could do? You know what I mean? Like, certain people will just counter it with no type of dialogue in the beginning, and some people won't. So you just got to know who you're playing with. Yeah. But uh, let them know where they find you at, Pork. Uh, you can find me at FF Porkman on Twitter. Uh, we go live stream on Tuesday nights for Dynasty Rewind. And uh, right now we're doing rookie breakdowns. We're doing running backs at this point. So mm-hmm. catch us tomorrow, 9 o'clock, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Favorite sleeper back. before you go at running backs since y'all discussing running backs. Favorite favorite sleeper at running back probably yeah. Damian Harris. Now I'm talking about uh, rookies coming in. Oh rookies. rookies. Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, I like Kylan Hill a little bit because he's a he's a really a sleeper, and uh-huh. Kenneth Gainwell's not a sleeper because a lot of people like him right now. Uh, okay. Puka Williams. Puka Williams. Yes, that's that final answer. <laughs> yes, that's it. What about Jefferson from uh, Oklahoma? State? I like him a little bit. He's a he's kind of he seems like he's going to be like a committee back. He's not going to be starting, but I do like his game a lot. He runs yeah, he well in between him. the tackles. 
But uh, man, we'll let you get out of here, man. We know you got the little porklins to put the bill. Yeah, the, the little, little poor porklins over here. I gotta, I gotta. Take care. <laughs> All right, bro. All right, bro. Appreciate y'all. Yes, sir. All right, man. Uh, Who do we have next coming to the stand? Uh, Adam Thielen, wide receiver from Minnesota. We have my man Matt from the Dynasty Sons or Sons of Dynasty defending him. How you feel, Matt? I'm feeling good tonight. How y'all? Amazing. Like, how much do y'all love? Uh, Dynasty, uh, damn, I can't even think of the name. I'm looking at it, Sons of Anarchy. I mean, it's you know, we it's not like we're watching it every week or something like that, you know. <laughs> do you like this? Do you like Mayans? You know, the show ain't really the biggest part of what's going on here. We just like what the representation of the clubhouse and the whole feeling of like standing up and riding with your brother, and and I, I think it. that's more what's about. I, I can dig it. I did like the first season. I did watch the first, maybe the second season. The show was dope. The first couple of seasons. After that, I kind of fell off. It's 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 a you know. There's tons of awesome gifts that go along with it too. So <laughs> Help, helps on Twitter. Amazing. <laughs> um, Adam Thielen. That is who you're defending today, man. How old is Adam Thielen, and how do you feel about? Him? Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Adam Thielen, he's 31 years old. And, you know, this was a really a fun project. I'm, I'm glad that I got this. I got, I'm glad I got this assignment because I didn't know this much about my guy. And looking back at him, he's really a grinder. He played Division II ball up in Minnesota State with a $500 scholarship to come there. So he pretty much was working the whole entire time he was there, even trying to go to school. Got out, led, led them in sophomore, junior, and senior year got out my man had to pay 250 dollars to go to a regional tryout to even get a chance for teams to look at him got got uh end up with the vikings on their practice squad 2014 was the pff nfc north special teams player of the year 2015 he was the Vikings special teams player of the year so you can just see what's going on with my guy here he's like having to work to even get anywhere he's at Finally, by 2017, we all started hearing his name. 2018, he goes off. He's like the wide receiver eight. Or 2017, wide receiver eight. 2019, wide receiver seven. Goes down with a little bit of a hammy in 19. And then again in 2020, he's the wide receiver 10. So really a lot to love about my guy. 20 red zone targets this year. 20 red zone targets in 18. And you guessed it, 20 red zone targets in 2017. Turned those into 14 touchdowns this year with 254 fantasy points. I mean, other than the fact that he's 31 years old, there's just a lot of lot, lot to love about this guy. They added Justin Jefferson this year, so it's not like defenses are going to be able to cue in on Thielen. And I don't know. He's definitely a buy for me. What do y'all think? So, yeah, they're, so they – um. Well, I think we like to say here on the show is you can't predict touchdowns, you know what I'm saying? And the touchdown eventually will, will reverse to the median. So how do you feel about Adam Thielen if he doesn't score those 14 touchdowns with the emerging Justin Jefferson, like you said? Okay, so Jefferson saw 125 targets last year. Thielen saw 108. No reason to think that Cousins is going to stop looking at Thielen. His game isn't really predicated on him being fast. It's It's more of a 
just that strong route runner. You can see him stemming those routes and really working hard out of that first break. They seem to put him in the slot a whole lot, which is going to allow him to produce targets. So I don't really all in all see his targets going down and his red zone numbers have been super consistent. So no reason to start to imagine they're going down. Rudolph's gone right now. Of course, Smith's going to step in, but as far as the red zone goes, I think Cousins is looking for Thielen. I think they're calling plays for Thielen. How do you feel about him as unicorn? I hate to disagree with Matt, but I'm actually not a Thielen fan at all. Um, He's not someone I'd be going after. I feel like it definitely could take a hit on him having Justin Jefferson on the rise. I think he's a little bit too touchdown dependent, a little hard to predict through the season. Um, So for me, it's somebody I'd be kind of just staying away from. But the good thing is, is price tag. You know, you're not going to have to spend that much if you're a contending team right now. It's worth going out and looking through your league and see who has Thielen. You know, if it's somebody that's not contending this year, throw them a late second and see what happens. You know, maybe you're going to get in some conversation and you can flip a, a Paris Campbell in a late second or early third or something and get you some Thielen if you're in contention. I think oh, a lot of people sense. are throwing Thielen in, like, with the package. You know what I mean? Like, hey, and I'll throw in Adam Thielen, too. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like how, I feel like that's how people treat him right now. How and, you about him? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, with the argument that he made, like, I, I kind of agree with it. Like, if you're contending, then that's a guy that you will want to have on your roster because you, you need depth at that position. Um, and Thielen is going to provide you consistency, I think. Um, he's a little older, so like you say, you might be able to get him for cheaper than some of these other guys. But, um, yeah, so based on the argument that you made, I think I agree with it. But if it was me making it, I, I just – think uh, I would sell him. I would try to uh, take advantage of the touchdowns that he got. Maybe somebody's just going to look at the total points at the end and not look at how many touchdowns he had because he finished as a wide receiver eight with only 106 targets. So that's just telling you that they're such a run first team. Pair that with the fact of Jefferson emerging. And I just, unless he's scoring double digit touchdowns every year, he's probably not going to like get back up to that number. Um, just a couple other points. Um, I think uh, 17 of the next 20 receivers behind Dylan finish with more targets than him. So that just goes to show how important touchdowns are in fantasy. So I'm going to take this outlier year um, and try to capitalize on it by selling it for um, more than what he's really worth in dynasty. Javar. So uh, Matt, you did a great job before you came on. I was believing anything you said, I wasn't buying in on keeping holding Thielen. I would just sell, sell, sell. But you brought, you brought up some great points. I'm holding Thielen right now, man, with, with the points he said. And we put in a play last year. Vikings were not running their normal offense. They was behind a lot. And uh, going into next year with this great offense, they should not be behind a lot. Therefore, there should be more dump and dink passes to Thielen across the middle. You should get the same targets. Cook should be mixed uh, mixed in here and there. You know, Cook going to get his, and Jefferson is just going to be digs. I do not believe they want uh, Kirk Cousins throwing the ball uh, fit, uh, more than 20 yards that many times a game to Justin Jefferson downfield. We've seen this story before. They had Stefan Diggs, and they didn't do this. So why, why would we think they're going to come in and just toss this pill to Justin Jefferson all of a sudden? Right. So I want you to fall into that line. Thielen is still valuable. 
Uh, Matt brought up some great points. He's the guy in the red zone. If Cousins is dropping back, he he wasn't looking for the tight end. He wasn't really looking for Jefferson. He's looking for Thielen, his guy. And that, and we always said Thielen has been his guy throughout the time when Diggs was there. Now we have one outline year, and people want to fall in love with Jefferson, taking him as high as the fourth wide receiver off the board at the, at the moment. Uh, I'm not against that. But still, you're still going all in on last year where they didn't play their regular offense and they were playing from behind a lot. So be careful with that. And uh, you would not be able to sell Thielen and get the value that you want back right now. That's why I think Thielen is a hold. And on most teams, Thielen is the wide receiver three and he finished as a wide receiver 10. So I would love that in my wide receiver slot. And I'm a hold for now with Thielen. I'm holding. Yeah, I'm a whole also. I just don't think you'll get like enough of what you want for the name Adam Thielen. Uh, I do not believe that he's gonna get better because one thing you can't beat is Father Tom. But um, Tom Brady would like to have a word with you. Well, he is Father Tom. I don't know if you know that. (laughs) 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 So let's go around the top, man. Lowe's just keeping holding by what you're doing uh, with uh, Mr. Thielen. Javar? I'm holding. Uh, uh, Miss Unicorn? Um, I guess I'm holding. Uh-oh. I think I'm holding, too. I think you're not going to get um, anything. Because like, I, I think he's worth technically like a, a second, but I'm not giving you a second for it. You know, yeah. the, 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 move, the move will be to if you're not contending to hold Adam Thielen until around playoff time and find a needy team and cash out, if he if he's producing similar to what he did last year, um, and then try to take advantage of somebody that's desperate for a wide receiver, maybe they had an injury, maybe they just have a hole. And I know that it will work because it actually worked on me. I gave up. Um, I don't even want to say what I gave up for Thielen last year. <laughs> and it didn't even work. I still lost. I still lost. So, you know, <laughs> whatever. It, it can't be worse than what people gave up for Julio in the playoffs and he ain't even played. So, <laughs> I, I got a first for that, man. <clears throat> he ain't even play. So, yeah, Hyde just went to the Jags, man. Is Does does that do anything to James Robinson value? Nope. Uh, at, at one point, I was getting happy when, when Hyde signed with teams. So I was like, bro, the starter's going to be safe. But, man, after two teams, after uh, Houston and then last year with uh, Seattle, man, he's getting run, and he didn't look bad. So, I don't know, man. James Robinson owners. I don't know. I that's going to be capped. That's James Robinson capped, stock bro. goes up. It goes up. Yeah, I think it goes up. Matt, tell them where they can find you at, man. Man, you can find me at Dynasty Sons on Twitter, and please come and check out True North's uh, YouTube channel, TNFF Network. I've been grinding out a lot of rookie hype videos. I got my got my music tracks getting mixed in there with us, so we're having a lot of fun with that. I appreciate y'all going and checking that out. All right, and so we'll do. If you can drop the link somewhere so we can put it in the chat. And, all right, all right, got and you. Matt, who's your uh, besides Najee Harris? At running back, who's your top running back that you like, and and wide receiver that you like the most? That's most exciting to you that popped on film. Easily, Javante Williams. Like it's not even close. Like that's my that's my RB one. Yes, we don't have to go for it. All right. straight I go, up. I go. You got to bring you back for a show, then, so you can talk about that. All right, please do. 
gotcha. And as far uh, as wide receivers go, we'll we'll skip oh. past Chase. I'm not really a Smith fan, or I'd like to just talk about Bateman because that that's who I see rising up and being like the what we saw out of Justin Jefferson last year. That guy sneaking out that third or fourth wide receiver. Bateman. I like. I've been hearing a lot about Bateman. I haven't gotten around to watching his film yet, but I've been hearing it's nice. lots it's nice. of good things about him. That's just the numbers. It's nice. Appreciate you for coming on, Mr. Man, Day. y'all, thanks for having me. I'm big, big, I'm big, big fans of fantasy and session. Y'all know that, but hey, thanks you got a lot to see the real raw, raw fantasy and session today, man. Next time we'll try to rebound me. It's a live stream, man. We're trying to get the live stream right. This is a lot of fun. Appreciate you for coming. We'll bring you back to talk about those running backs. Please do. Thanks, guys. All right, bro. All right. Bye, Unicorn. She said bye. Bye, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who we got next coming to the stand? Am I lagging? Uh, We have an old friend of the show. An old friend of the show, man. One of the funniest guys I know, bringing up Zeke to the stand. We got Mr. Dewey's nuts. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> my God! How do you call the show as more than anybody else? Last, last time you know, you know more. I don't like you saying one of the funniest guys. You're putting the fucking bar up here. I don't know that I can always rise to that occasion. It's a Monday night, all right? It's Monday night. It's bedtime for the kids was 15 minutes ago. You fucking told me to be on here at 10 to 7, and I've been waiting patiently, I might add. So CPT is a thing, bro. It it really is. (laughs) I try so hard and stay. I'm always late. I just literally can't help it. (laughs) Can't help it. It's not your fault. I'm gonna blame I'm gonna blame Javar. (laughs) I know I know him less than I know you guys. Hi Unicorn. I don't know you at all. I'm Dewey's. Nice to meet you. She says hi. <laughs> hi. Oh, has, oh, has been kind of. Oh, yeah, kind of nice to meet you. He's lagging in Canada. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Deweese, man, you got Mr. Ezekiel Elliott himself. Is that a ring pop? No, nonetheless. I got a ring pop and a beer today. Of course. Nice. <laughs> of course. Y'all, y'all still got a black <laughs> right there. Uh, Mr. Um, Zeke himself, how old is he, and what what are you how, what are you doing with him? Hey, who's in charge of the fucking graphics here? Because it says Adam Thielen. Oh, sorry. Jesus Christ, Los. Right. Um, ah, there we go. Ezekiel Elliott. Two things, right? Uh, I I call I call him the Viscount of Volume. That's uh, his nickname to me for lots of reasons. If you don't know what that is, you should look it up. And also, I think it's really fucking ironic that you bring my forty year old ass on this show to talk about the aging twenty <laughs> five year old. Ezekiel Elliott. Like, that's just, you're trying to embarrass me here. I don't appreciate that. Hey, bro. It was a coincidence, bro. It wasn't a t- I thought there was more respect between us on this show, guys. Fuck's sake. Gabe did it. Gabe did it. Yeah. All right. Um, you, you, want me, you want me to tell you everything that yeah. I know about Zeke? Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Hang on. We're here. I'm the only one drinking today. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Well, not today because today is still young. Is it? Yeah, it's only like seven. Yeah, I'm going to bed in an hour and a half. Yeah, right. I'm a minute. <laughs> I'm washed. Um, yeah, so you know, I did Zeke on your on the Pandy's Award show that you guys put on earlier. I guess, I guess I'm just the Zeke guy now. That's fine. You, you need I to fucking hate Ohio. State. I hate Ohio State. I couldn't stand watching Zeke with his fucking belly out. <laughs> 
all through college. You know, in high school, he showed up to a history class in just a blazer with nothing on underneath it. And he got in a lot of trouble for that. Uh, he took his blazer off and threw it as it, at his teacher when his teacher told him to put a shirt on. And that that is why he started showing his his belly button on the uh, football field as like a fuck you to his history teacher. Wow, really? That is that is a troll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Other interesting, other interesting facts about Zeke. Loves the game of golf. He's a big golfer. He's a 4.4 handicap last I checked. Major shareholder in Encore Golf. They make premium golf balls. Uh, go get your Elixir balls today. Uh, his dogs also have an Instagram account. Don't know if you know, 35,000 followers. Ace Deuce and Jack Elliott. Check them out. Very fucking boring as far as dog Instagram accounts go, but he's a he's a wealthy, famous man. So I guess I guess that's all it takes to get followers for your fucking dogs. I have four followers on my Instagram account as a frame of reference. It's it's called being a cowboy. Once you're a cowboy, followers come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I'll, take, I'll take cowboys like uh, like uh, like Moose back in the day. Give me a Daryl Johnston. <laughs> Let's talk. Let's talk Zeke, dude. Three-time Pro Bowler, two-time rushing leader. He's one of only four backs in the league right now uh, that have multiple 300 carry seasons. AP is the only one out of them that have more. Um, he is the Viscount of volume. He's all about volume. 24.3 touches per game over the course of his career. Last year, in his bust year, 21 touches per game. Um, look, in the two seasons where he didn't have 300 yards, or 300 carries, 4.1 yards per carry, under 1,000 yards. But every time he's had more than 300 yards, 4.5 a carry, 4.7, 5.1 a carry, and at least 1,350 yards in each of them. Not only does he get a shitload of volume, but he fucking needs a shitload of volume in order to be Ezekiel Elliott. He's the wear you down kind of guy. The volume isn't just on the ground, right? 39 targets and 38 in his first two years, really disappointing. Then he turned it on. 95 targets in 2018. That's fifth in the league at the position. 71 in each of the last two years, ninth and fourth in the league. Um, volume, 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 volume. That volume's not going away. We say he busted last year, but but fantasy pros say he only busted 13% of the time, only in two games. Finished top 24, 40, 47% of his games. Sixth best in the league. Finished RB9. I mean, uh, if, if, you're, if you're asking whether you should buy, sell, or keep this guy. I think it's pretty clear, but it gets better, right? With Zach in the first five games, if you take that five games, look at a 16-game pace. He was at 1,164 yards, 16 rushing touchdowns on pace four, uh, 77 catches, which would have tied his career high, 550 yards receiving, three more touchdowns, would have put him at RB2, 15 points behind Kamara, 25 points ahead of Cook. Hang on, I got to breathe. <laughs> Please do all out on the show, man. We don't we don't come with insurance. That's fine. Also, the beer tastes bad, so I got a chaser. Look, Dak is coming back. Do I expect him to go 1160 yards and 16 touchdowns? Fuck yes, I do. Why wouldn't I? Do I expect 77 catches and three more touchdowns? Fuck yes, I do. There's no reason not to. In 2020, let me let me lay this down for you guys. Travis Frederick. Frederick um, all pro center retires right before the season starts replacement. Joe Looney busts a knee out several weeks, his replacement, um, Tyler Biadish, Biadish. He's a Tyler badass, whatever the fuck his name is fucking stud on the field. He goes to the IR, uh, right tackle, Lael Collins, hip injury out 
Left tackle Brandon Knight. Knee injury, out. Tyron Smith, another tackle on the team, out for the year. Zach Martin, absolute fuck stud guard, out with some games with concussion. Dude, this offensive line was torn to shreds. Mm -hmm. Uh, The positive thing about all those injuries is that all the people that stepped in, these young guys, like this Tyler kid, that rookie center last year, Learned how to play the game and learned really well. Like he was the second best run blocking interior lineman in the league last year by percentage, right? So you got three interior run blocking studs coming back. Both tackles are returning. There is zero doubt in my mind it's a top five offensive line again. Add to that, Dak's coming back. Things are looking bright. Right now, right now, Zeke is a RB7 ADP. He's going at the 110 spot. Guys like CMC, Dalvin Cook, Kamara, Derrick Henry, Saquon, Devontae Adams, Kelsey Chubb, and Tyreek Hill are all going before him. Um, and to be quite honest with you, there's three guys on that list that don't belong before him. I'll let you guys uh, debate about which ones those three are. The ones I picked are right. So, so it comes down to this. If you're asking, should you keep them? Should you buy them? Should you sell them? It all comes down to this. Do you think that offense is going to be worse than it was last season. Um, the answer with a healthy O-line, with Dak coming back, and year two with Mike McCarthy overseeing Kellen Moore's offense, the year two offensive scheme bump is a real thing. Year two under new offensive coordinators, players uh, progress significantly, schemes progress significantly. There's no way this, no way this team is worse. No way Zeke is worse. Here's my projections. 308 carries. 1,326 yards, nine touchdowns on the ground, 46 catches, 368 in the air, and two more touchdowns. He will finish running back four. Write it down. Write it down. I'll bet you four. Running back four. I'll bet you. I'll shake the hand. Because I I think that you failed to mention a big thing. But he's 25? No. His name is Tony Pollard. Not Tony Pollard. I don't see. I mean – he might be a little more involved, but then, I mean, he's not going to become the starter. You know what I mean? No, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying as far as Zeke being a top four running back, I think that is going to put a, a block uh, on him, that top four. Paula, Paula had me kind of worried, and so my boy Dewey just came in talking about the old line was not there. This Zeke finished 10th last year with this sorry-ass offense who couldn't even score 17 points a game. And 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 before beforehand, it was a high efficient offense. They're gonna be they're gonna have to score. Jamar is really ridiculous. He literally just came on here last, or I don't know if there was an episode or in the text messages. Hey man, you know Tony Pollard look better than Zeke, man. I think Tony Pollard look way better than Zeke. This is literally what he said. He is literally ridiculous. I said he just told me. Literally ridiculous. Oh, he said he just told me. Tony Pollard and and Tony Pollard role. He was listen, bro. He was highly efficient in his role. Yes, he was. But they paid this man how much money? And you think Tony Pollard finna come in and get a, a hundred and fifty carries? No, no way, Gabe. He's not gonna. Do I think it. he. I think. I think he gets seventy-five touches next year. Tony look, Pollard. look. All season long, the split with Pollard was like 65, 35 snaps. That's not gonna change. And even with sixty-five percent of the snaps, uh, Zeke is uh, running back four. You know how many you know how many guys in the league average sixty five percent of the snaps week in and week out over the course of the season? There's 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 five of them. So I'm I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that share. Tony Pollard's not a threat at all. I don't even know Aaron Jones. He plays less than sixty percent 
uh, around oh, yeah. 10 of his snaps, and he was top five. Yeah. Take it around the horn. What do you say, Sir Lowe's? Um, I agree with everything he said, man. When I first started doing research on this, like I, I, like what Kelsey, I went in trying to find like negatives with him. But when you look at the numbers when Dak was there and when Dak wasn't there, looking at yards per carry, yards at the contact, avoided um, tackles per attempt, um, breakaway percentage, like literally everything is about the same. Like it's like he didn't really suffer that much when D- Dak left, but the one place that he did suffer was the touchdowns. So, I mean, when that coming back, it's kind of hard to expect him not to be, you know, see some positive regression in the touchdown department. Um, So he's a buy for me, man. I went I literally went in trying to make him a sell for me, bro. But he is a buy. He's still only 25 years old, man. And offense is going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. That offense is going to be great. So I'm buying him. Miss Unicorn. So I actually, I was initially thinking, um, I was initially thinking I'd call him just a hold, but I, I'm going to say a sell. Um, I, I know, I'm sorry, but I just, I have a lot of skepticism still. And I feel like I'd rather just, especially right now with Dak coming back and his value being where it's at, I'd rather get what I can for that than, than deal with it. Um I do have a lot of skepticism around Zeke, and I just it's just not for me. So everybody is a sell at a price, Unicorn. What's your price for that or it for Zeke? What are you selling him for? Because there's nobody that you don't sell if you get the right price tag. So what is the price tag there? I mean, I guess it would it would have to depend on you know where I'm at and if I have a lot of holes to fill, you know, um, and if my league mates are those like it seems you guys all are that are pretty high on him. <laughs> um, Do you want Zeke or Najee Harris? I don't know. I feel like his value right now. Zeke. Is- That's easy. I'm taking Najee there. <laughs> Did you say Zeke or Najee Harris? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I guess. Can you say that again? I think there's a little bit of a letter. Zeke or Najee Harris? You know, I have to go Najee. Contending, so, contending, I'm going Zeke. If I'm not contending, I'll take Harris. I need that. Well, def- if I contending, I need that definite top eight floor. I mean, I, uh, with Zeke. I always have a problem picking a, a rookie where we don't know where he's going and who the hell knows what's going to happen um, with the guy when he gets in the league over a guy that you know what you're fucking well, getting. I with. totally agree with that. I 100% agree with that. And I normally I do. I think I have a little bit of concerns too about about Dak though, to be honest. I'm a little bit worried about, I know he's coming back and supposed to be okay. For some reason, I have a bad feeling about how that's going to look next season and whether or not he's going to actually stay healthy. Um, so I'm a little bit concerned about it, but I uh, mean. Well, you you said you're buying a selling, Jafar. Are you say you have concerns, but what what like some what are some of the concerns with Zeke and and the offense there? Oh, just I oh no, my concerns. I was saying it was about Dak's injury. Okay. I was saying I'm did concerned you see about Dak getting hurt. The play, Javar, his fucking yeah. leg did all kind of shit that it's not supposed to do, man. <laughs> no, There's no, concerns. That's, that's all I meant. I just meant concerns about Dak being injured again and that affecting Zeke, not other concerns around Zeke himself. Uh, y'all knew, like, literally knew that, like, had that feeling that you knew for a fact that your season was over. 
That's how I felt when I saw that <laughs> back injury, bro. Because I had him on my dynasty team, bro. Superflex dynasty team, bro. And like, no matter how much of a brave face I put on, bro, inside I'm like crying, literally. <laughs> it was so bad. I was depressed. You remember the uh, Lattimore injury, South Carolina, years and yeah. years back? Yeah. yeah. That's the kind of shit it felt like for me. I had to go lay down in bed for a couple hours afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> The only upside is it is 2021. The technology we have, they probably gave that man a whole nother knee from a whole person. You know what I'm saying? Bionic like, man. I know me and I'm gonna put it in there. You know what I'm saying? But uh man. I'm I'm holding Zeke right now. Um I think it, it, it I think his value don't went back up that you're gonna really be paying his price to buy him right now. Now during during the season last year, if you if you bought him. And you you held on, you, you on to something right now, you got it for cheap. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't mind you you flipping him now to get a little bit more because you got it for cheap, so you're gonna get more. But for me, uh Zeke is a hold and, and keep. He should be serviceable for the next two, three years. If we want to talk about McCarthy offenses when he was in uh the, the head coach when he was in Green Bay. He had a top two wide receivers and top running back. So you know he can run a top high efficient offense to have all his players out there producing well. And for one thing, Gabe, um, let's just talk about your transition because I know uh, through the season you bought some Zeke shares and and you sold some Zeke shares, right? You bought and sold Zeke throughout the year. And so how do you you feel about that? Do you wish you would have held on to Zeke? And also just give us a little insight in the trade. If if you remember like what you trade, the actual trade was. Carlos probably remember it better than me. He probably spit yeah. it up. Carlos like the trade guru. He remember every trade of all time, like in any league that don't even involve him. If he was in the league, he remember it. It's so crazy. Like, I know you, you gave him like two firsts. I want to say maybe maybe a first and a player. I know I, I want to say. I, was was the first I don't know if the ways remembers it, but it was in that family matters league. I think it was a first and a player. Then I've traded him for like Calvin Ridley or something. Yeah, it might have been two firsts, bro. No, you know what it was? Two firsts and DJ Moore. See, told you. DJ Moore. Some little extra added in. Mm-hmm. DJ Moore's a bomb. Really? That, no, no, no. Not really. I got that for Zeke, and then that was when, like, like in the beginning of the year, then I traded them, like, once he, like, caught the downward spiral, okay. whatever the Tony Pollard start. I traded him for, like, Calvin Billy or somebody. But um, I, I, think I, I think I would sell Zeke just off the shrimp of, I feel like, it's only so long you're gonna be able to get this high of a of a draft return, you know what I'm saying? Of a of a stockpile return for um this running back. You know what I mean? Like I've seen it. I don't know if you've seen it or any of you guys seen it, but I've seen like people put CMC on the board, like on the trading block, like on sleeper, and like it's crickets, you know what I mean? Because they're not giving away these big holes for the running backs like that no more. So I feel like sure. if you can get top value for Zeke right now and your team. I feel like I would, I would, I, I would listen. You know, there are some guys, this is an unpopular opinion, I think, but there are some guys in the league, okay, guys that like Kelsey, y'all were talking about with Porkman a little while ago. I love his beautiful bald head, by the way, Porkman. Um, the guys like Zeke, that I don't care what you can get for them. There are a handful of guys, and it's a small handful, that I'm going to hold on to until they die or retire. Like I don't, I know it. I know it's all it's it's hotness, right? You want to go get the value when you can get the value. I would rather just fucking keep the guy that's going to be performing on my team until he doesn't anymore, right? Um, I'll, I'll keep him if he's running the ball fucking eighty times a year at a thirty at thirty four years old like Frank Gore if I have to. 
sometimes you got to stay true to the guys that fucking got you there. Maybe that's what I'm saying. Around the horn, man. Buy, sell, hold. What you doing with him? Let's start with Unicorn this time. Start on the other side. Who? I'm here to say it now. Go ahead. It's a sell. It's a sell for me. Mr. Javar. I'm holding. If you want to sell, please wait the week two or three. Mr. Lowe's. Bye. Mr. Dewey's lets himself. I'd sell. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm buying his ass everywhere. (laughs) Um... I think if I have Zeke on my team right now, I, I, I think I'm a seller. I'm really trying to get as much as I can for all these big name running backs, quote unquote, like Saquon Barkley's and all these. Because I just feel like we, we not Saquon maybe, but like CMC. I feel like running backs replenish every year. Like Carlos always says, um, you can find a running back in every rookie job. I, I, I feel like running backs replenish every year, but that's the top. I mean, that's the bottom. Seven to you know on, but them top six or five they stay consistent. So you talking about? Yeah, no, I wouldn't move on from CMC. Right, I wouldn't move on for CMC. Uh, if if Jameis is starting, I, I would keep Kamara. But if Taysom Hill starts, shit, please, I, I'm scared. You know what? You know what? up, Javar. I have to say because yesterday I I tweeted something about Alvin Kamara. And I feel like it gave everybody the impression that I was like really low on him or that I was saying like, you know, oh my gosh, like, you know, get rid of your shares. But I wasn't saying that at all. Like all I was saying was that I I am concerned, like you just kind of mentioned about what it could look like with, you know, Taysom Hill, if he's the one starting um, as a starting quarterback, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to draft him any lower. I'm not going to try and get rid of any shares I have of him. I'm not lowering him in my rankings that much because of it. Um, it's still Alvin Kamara. Like, even if he were to come down a little bit, he's still going to be elite. I don't know, because he wasn't Alvin Kamara when he wasn't getting those passes. He wasn't, he wasn't still Alvin Kamara. That's I agree. I, I agree. But but I think that in a new season with a, a more organized offense, you know, where they're not just, like, throwing shit around and doing, like, gadget plays and things like that, I think it's going to be a, a much better setup. And I think they're going to use his, his talents – you know, the way that they should be because he's a playmaker. Yeah. I, I, I like it, but uh, it's just Taysom Hill. He's more prone to just take off instead of find him and dump it off where Drew Brees soon. Drew Brees was, you know, oh, nobody open. Let me just dump it to Kamara. He can leave. <laughs> Versus Taysom oh, yeah. Hill. Taysom Hill looked like he did not want to make a wrong play. So he's like, uh, I'm just going to run it for five yards. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Mr. Yeah. Deweese, let them know where they can find you at. In bed at 8.30 on a weeknight? Look, uh, okay, so I'm with this new crew. It's a TCK pod. We just put up the YouTube channel podcast for a long time. We're doing live shows a couple days a week. I have no idea when I'm going to be on there or not. I don't know. I think I'm killing my old podcast. I don't fucking know. It's the off season. It doesn't matter. You can find me back on this show probably soon. If you you don't hate my performance today, I'd love an invite back. Oh, no, for sure. You brought that energy. I would love to have you like a teacher. I would never fall asleep in your class. I can see you now. What's two plus two, Craig? It's four. It's four. (laughs) Javar, I taught middle school for for 12 years. So, like, that's not too far from the truth. 
Oh man, look, I bet you were great at it. No kids fell asleep. Everybody was like, I love his class. Oh, I yeah. love Mr. Nuts. All right. All right, Dweez, good seeing you again, bro. Always. I'll see you soon, man. Oh man. oh man! This next player, man, the last one we bring into the to the to the to the stand, man. He's he's near and dear to all of our hearts. Hopefully, Mr. Unicorn Heart too. His name is Julio Jones. Julio, Julio. Yeah, yeah. Hey man, how old is Julio, and how how you Southside out of the building? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's going on. How old is Julio? Yeah, yeah. Oh, first of all, Mr. Lawrence Jackson, everybody. Is introducing himself into the session, man. How you feeling today? And now introduce Julio. I'm good. I'm good, man. You know, I can't complain. I could talk about Julio Jones all day, night, morning, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Hey, my sleep too. You know, so let's let's get it, man. I was just uh I was just listening to the uh to the other guy. He was talking about, hey man, stick with your guys until they die. Yeah, and, and that's how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? So. Let's get it. Let's get it. <clears throat> so you buy. So you buying them? I'm buying them. Cool. And this why? Cause why not buy somebody you could have for two, three, possibly four more seasons? Ooh, you think that long? If you want to. Okay. See Julio Jones, that type of dude who he go out there right now. Hamstring injury be done because that was both scared of a little hamstring. They act like the man that tore his Achilles or his or, or, or tore his ACL. My man had hamstring issues and the Falcons wasn't in the playoff hunt. Ain't no need to play him. But Julio, the type of dude, like he got a demeanor like Megatron. I ain't talking about they style of play the same. I'm talking about they demeanor and how did you go about life, right? Julio the tight that'll drop 1,700 yards and then retire. <laughs> so, Calvin Johnson type. Then you ain't going to get that two, three years. But if he want to, um, if he want to, that that's three years on your dynasty team. I'm seeing people that's getting him in the uh, in the 10th round. So, like, if I make a post about Julio Jones, people will say, I got him in the 10th round in the startup. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, that's two, three years you're going to get, you know. So, you know, that's part of the reason why I'm saying I'm going to buy. Now, as far as Calvin Ridley coming on as the wide receiver one, are you scared of that? I feel like, of course, he's going to start. He's already eating into Julio's uh, production because, one, Calvin Johnson. Calvin really is the the touchdown recipient out there in Atlanta or down here in Atlanta. And so, of course, we would like Julio to catch touchdowns, but he doesn't. So how do you feel about that? How does that make you feel? So, you know, that's been the, like, I don't know, quote, unquote, knock on him. Uh, It's not getting touchdowns. But, you know, uh, prior to this season, um, he had averaged. I mean, it's not great, but he averaged six and a half per year. And uh, when, when you're going to get 100 catches and 13, 14, 1500 yards with that, um, that's just something you got to accept. When you get near, when you get in the red area, um, teams' antennas is going to go up. Um, they're going to they gonna look for Julio Jones. And, 
And, you know, it's just it's just unfortunate he don't get the touchdowns. Like, I want Ridley to keep doing what he does. Um, Julio was hurt this year, and Calvin Ridley was able to uh, was able to flourish. Uh, he went over 1,300 yards. Now, I feel like um, even with Ridley uh, going over 1,300 yards in 2020, um, they could both do that at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it only not having Julio Jones only hurts an offense, and, and you'll see that in the numbers. Uh, the Falcons went down to the 18th overall best offense in 2020 after never being outside of the top 10, right? Since 2013. Now, what happened in 2013? Julio broke his foot in Game Five. Didn't play yet. That's the last time the foul. So the last, the only two times in the past decade uh, that the Falcons were a top ten offense, they ain't had Julio. Commodore, and this is him at age twenty three and age thirty one. Uh, still the same effect. Uh, <clears throat> the past five seasons has never been worse than wide receiver sub. The past five seasons. Now he obviously was wide receiver fifty three in twenty twenty, but he only played nine games. Right in the nine games, six of those, only only six of the nine he played the full game. So we really talking about six games of real production, and in the six games he put up seven hundred and seventy yards. Like I'm not giving up on that. A lot of people will, and that's where you could eat at. How do you feel about Arthur Smith and him taking over in the offense? Do you feel like he helps leans? Because, you know, they have one wide receiver, pretty much one dominant wide receiver out there in uh, Tennessee being A.J. Brown. And with Calvin really being the younger player, do you think they put him in the A.J. Brown role and they put Julio in the uh, Corey Davis role? Or does that? Well, well, now what he's working with here in Atlanta is a whole whole lot of different uh, players personnel you know what i'm saying so it's like he already mentioned like what are you gonna do with that running game he's like well we don't have derrick henry so you could probably you'll probably see like a stable of running backs and uh in tennessee he didn't have two great receivers he had one really really good one you know what i'm saying he had tanny hill who know who who performs well in that system but we know he's not as a prolific a passer as Matt Ryan. So, right. So it's about him, Arthur Smith, that is. It's about him uh, knowing his personnel and seeing how he came up through the ranks in the, in the uh, Tennessee Titans organization. Like he was, he was the tight end coach. He did this. He did that. So he's versatile. It's about knowing your your personnel and then adjusting to that so it won't it, it won't look like Tennessee but you know that he could just dial it up he's a younger coach he, he don't look that young he ain't but 38 but he looked like he about 47 um, <laughs> but like he, he's a younger coach uh younger mind could dial it up you know the the the, the dirt cutter stuff. It the, like the time is just passed for all that. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. Julio 
it's, it's not Julio's fault he don't score touchdowns. It's, it's called Matt Ryan's shot arm. Matt Ryan would not throw the ball. Julio be wide open, have his man beat by five yards. Matt Ryan was still under throw the ball to Julio. He hit Calvin Ridley on a rope. Every it time can be tough for him sometimes because he's not known for having a strong arm. Um, but you know, that like having a strong arm is, you know, it, it's to me, it's over. We just saw Drew Brees, he retired. Didn't have a strong arm at all. He threw for 80K. Uh, but the thing about Matt Ryan and Julio and Ridley, and especially Matt Ryan and Julio, the rapport built over the past decade is so good. You know that, yeah, he he might not, you know, he don't got the Matthew Stafford arm or, or nothing like that, you know, but um, he, he know how to find his guy. He just got to find him in the end zone some more. <laughs> and, and, and also, too, it's like, Every time the Falcons get in that area, forget Julio just not scoring. They stop scoring, period. That's why young boy Koo, one of the best kickers in the league. He ain't have a choice but to be. He ain't doing nothing but kicking. His toe probably so right now. <laughs> he ain't walking this off piece. He just getting rolled around in the <laughs> They, it's like they just get to the red zone and just nut up and just it's like how to play. what they did. To get there, and, and like for instance, we, we saw as many times as you want the Falcons to score a touchdown, they tie Gurley score one when they ain't want them to score. Chill out, chill out. I don't want to relive it, man. Chill yeah. out, man. chill out. You know, allergic to scoring, really. That's, That's really just an allergy just that we Falcons. have. Into. Well, yeah, we not, okay, let's, 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 let's not talk about the Tigers. I don't want to be sad. Right, right. I'm getting depressed right now, man. Got me thinking about yeah, I don't even want to pod no more, bro. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot if the beat us with like eight seconds to go on a Hail Mary. Yeah. That, that, that's the good thing about Julio. That the good thing about Julio is you being a Falcons fan, you ain't got nothing. But you got a guy that's going to go to the Hall of Fame. So that's like the Super Bowl right there. Is yeah, bro. Man, gotta stop disrespecting Matt Ryan. Like he's not the best thing that ever happened to the Falcons. But Matt, oh, how do you feel? How do you feel about Julio? You're not gonna make it a Falcon podcast. So, I think this is gonna be the first time where I actually am in agreement with our person that we have on on the stand in the session, whatever we're calling it. But <laughs> yes, I know it's exciting. So, first of all, um, I love Julio. Love Julio Jones. I want to point out too, um, Nader Tots in the chat said that if you're a Julio owner, you almost have to hold him. And I completely agree because I feel like you're not going to get what he's really worth. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. But, but that being said, obviously I'd hold him, but I'd buy him. Like I'm taking him everywhere. You know what I mean? It's he He did struggle this past season because of injuries and things like that. But when he's on the field – he's still elite. That's not somebody that I'm going to pass up on. Um, even more so if you're in, you know, a win now kind of situation. Um, yeah, he's a buy for me. Lose. Man, that's a tough one, bro. Um, I do agree with y'all. Like he, he really is elite when he's on the field. Like you mentioned the yards that he had per game when he was healthy. He also put up almost 16 points a game, and he's still third in the league in a yards per route run. So when he's on the field, man, there's no denying his eliteness. But 
And then as Falcons fan, also, we know that every year Julio is banged up. Every year, bro. But he never misses games, bro. He finally started to miss multiple games this year. And now I'm starting to get concerned, bro. So for that reason, man, I don't think I'm going to buy him. I'm going to sell him if I can, but um, sell slash hold. If I can't get a first, I'm not selling him. I'm just going to hold him and ride it to the wheels fall off. Javar? For me, man, it is a buy and a hold. For right now, this is probably the cheapest you're going to ever be able to get Julio until week two come and he put up those stats. As my man mentioned, when he played last year, he was still getting close to double-digit targets, so he is really is out there balling, but Julio is still Matt Ryan guy, and we factor in that Matt Ryan doesn't have Austin Hooper anymore, so he's not targeting the tight end 100 times, so therefore that's that's what he's – I forgot. I mean, he targeted Hurst like what? Probably like 60, close to 80 times, so that's 20 targets going to the wide receivers. <clears throat> and in his top – what, top flying offense – I think Julio is good for another two, three, almost three, maybe even four years to be a productive wide receiver out there, especially with really on the, on the other side. He, Julio is not going to get double teamed anymore like he usually do because they got a respect Ridley game on the other side. So that only opens up everything for that's, Julio. That's scary, not double teaming, like actually thinking you going to cover Julio by yourself. Ridiculous. Just, just like Unicorn said, though, you ain't finna get – his real value, like let's say a first round, like I mean, hey, if you gonna get that, then okay, maybe. But a lot of players ain't finna be thinking like that and just be like, here, take my first round, and, and then Julio. I don't think they gonna get that up for that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I would just uh, <clears throat> ride out with it. And to to what you said, Los, about him actually missing the games, I think it just had more to do with the. With the uh, with the season that they was having, um, they they win a game, then lose two or three. So it really mm-hmm. like it, it, if the Falcons was actually hovering around five hundred and had a chance to do some, I think who we could have saw Julio Jones, but it just was it it, it was no point. Now you see where they at now with the number four overall pick. So and, and I just like to you know, use the fact that we've seen other good receivers um, play very well into their 30s, um, like Chris Carter, who didn't even have a thousand yard season until he was 28. Then he had one every year until he was 35. Yeah, that's why. Steve Smith, after the Achilles injury in his 30s, came back and put up a 1,000. Larry Fitzgerald did work at 32, 33, 34. So Julio better than all them. So, look, just anybody who don't believe in Julio, they literally hoping he get hurt because they know if he don't, that's monster. 1,400 yards off the rip, 1,400 yards, easy. Like, I have – Every bit of confidence saying that. Just stay on the field. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. That's it. I got Julio literally on one of my teams. It says he's going to die here. Like, under the little parentheses you can put, like his nickname. <laughs> they going to die here. So, you know, I traded him last year. I traded him last year because I wasn't in condition in the league. And I think I got, like, a top six pick or something like that. Top eight first-round pick in a, in a wide receiver. Yeah, that's I think I got Jalen Rager uh, or something like that in the first round. Uh 
No, that's not what I got. Look, Los know it. What is it? What, what? <laughs> I want to say you traded him. Tw- no, you didn't trade him twice. But you, yo, you did trade him twice. You, one time it was a package deal for Chubb, so you came up to recycle. Yeah. Um, in marathon, and then you uh, Sundays. in Sundays you trade them for a first and Keon Drake. So, oh, Keon Drake, I mean, you still you still came up either way. Yeah, I, 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 I like a super flex any first round pick, you know, plus uh, Keon Drake, who's possibly going to be a, a running back too. You know, even if he goes to a team and he's not getting as many touches as he did last year, if Keon Drake is getting the catches and not all the rushes, he still should be a running back too. So. I like that, but uh, uh, we had a comment. What's about they said we make it seem like we get a a, a, what, a second early or third possibly for uh for Julio. No, you can't get that. But uh, a late first, I, I you know if you're a contender, I wouldn't mind uh, giving up a late first for him if you're a contender. Yeah, I, I, anything less than a first, I'm not doing it, bro. I'm not, I can't even look at I know it. how 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 dominant he is on the field. If it will be maybe an early second, but it will have to be during the rookie draft when somebody falls to like two or two, two or three or something like that. But other than that, man, I'm, I'm he's too good, bro. I'm gonna go ahead and not with the Listen, why and and just to speaking on redraft real quick, like Julio gonna be your wide receiver too, probably. Mm-hmm. Like man. drafted as a wide receiver too? Huh? You saying drafted as a wide receiver too? Easily. Possibly, yeah. Like if yeah. people if you go on Running back receiver or receiver running back, yeah. Or or he could be or he could be a wide receiver one with two stud running backs. That's true. Around the horn, man. Los, you got buy sell. What we doing? Sell, hold, sell slash hold. (laughs) (laughs) You straddling that line, dog. You. Man, because it's, it's all context dependent, man. Like, I'm, a, I'm, how am I, I'm a squad looking. Like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a buy whole person. If 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 I'm going to sell Julio, it's going to be during the season. Anytime a player value drops to the offseason, I'm going to hold during the season to sell that guy. For sure. I'm buying. I'm buying, and I'm buying. I'm trying to buy for the low ski, and I'm definitely holding. We know you're trying to buy for the low ski. We're oh, right. horrible trade center. I'm the person. I'm the person that goes in the store, walk past all the good shit to go to clearance first, see if I can find something clearance, <laughs> and then I bring it out. So yeah, I'm that. Yeah, how you, that how you got to do it. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the one. Oh, that's a nice shirt. Yeah, I bought it for like three dollars at uh, Old Navy. I'm that. I'm him. Is you gonna let me see the corner? Um, you gonna keep telling me who you are? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be a gentleman. Go ahead, Miss Unicorn. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be a buy or a hold for sure. You dig? And Mr. Lord, what do we? What do we, I, don't, I don't know if you're gonna be called by your government or you're gonna call you Lord. Yeah, it was just whatever, man. All right, there you go, Lord. I like that. That's hard. Um, well, I can't buy them because I would have never sold them. Uh huh. I ain't selling. Cause I ain't selling, so I'm holding. Cause that because I always had them, I never got rid of them. So I'm holding, I'm holding on to retirement. Like my man said about Zeke, I'm riding that to the wheels. Now, now if we listen, like I said earlier, we talking about Achilles ACL. I might not be this hype, but we talking about a hamstring. So yeah, I'm I'm 
Julio all day, every day to the death. I got a Falcon tattoo on me, so I'm going to go ahead and ride with him. Until, until ride, ride with it. That right, baby. <laughs> I, I, I wonder, did you wear any cutoff shirts during the season? No, no. You got to wait for five and three. For sure. Uh, man, let them know where they can find you at, Mr. Lord Don't Lose. There it is. You just had said it. Um, <laughs> at, at Lord Don't Lose on the, on the Twitter, man. I'm gonna, as soon as a couple more uh, of these free agent moves get had, I'm going to crank back up the Lord Don't Lose podcast. And I'll be having some guests on there. Should, probably some of y'all, you know. So. Yes, sir. Hey, man, I want to let you know that you probably like the best fantasy football TikToker that I've seen out there. I, I tune into everyone. <laughs> that shit is amazing. I appreciate it. That's outside on the map, bro. Hey, see somebody else from our side of town, goddamn, doing this shit, bro. Yeah, man. It's so crazy real. that you probably grew up like literally on the same road down the street. Well, now, Rex Road. Jurassic Jurassic Park. Park. Yeah, bro, that's crazy, man. Jurassic Park, that right. What y'all know about the red? <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, uh, I know I'm from, I know when he was D-Dash. Yeah, okay, okay. Hey. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Outside. Sure, man, at right. Lord, check me out. I'm always shooting shit, man. Appreciate yes, sir, you bro. Good to meet you, man. We got to get back on for your own episode, too. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. All right, bro. Have a good one, man. All right, man. Um, that was Let's talk about this Corey Davis real quick. Uh, I had this up because, you know, I didn't want to cut anybody off. But uh, Corey Davis to the Jets. Is Sam Darnold still going to be there? We don't know yet. How do you feel about it? I like it. Uh, I don't know. I like it. They got a new coaching staff now, bro. I know that Gase, Adam Gase, is still yeah. stuck yeah. there, bro. But he's gone. He's not there no more, bro. So, even with Sam Darnold, bro, I like this, bro, because – I'm assuming, unless Mims just takes a big step forward this year, I'm assuming that he's going to be the one there. Okay. Uh, he, showed that flat, he, showed, he showed flat throughout his whole career, but it seemed like he put it together for the most part last year. So, All right. I like this. As, as long as you said Corey Davis was wide receiver two on the team, I can kind of buy into it. But if he's going to be the number one, I don't know about that. Miss Unicorn, how you feel? I like it. I like it for, I mean, if Donald ends up being still the guy there or, you know, whoever does end up being the dude, I, I like it a lot. I like Corey Davis. Uh, it's the first round. I, I don't know. I will have to see what that office looks like. They don't even have a running back right now. I don't know what that office line looks like. They don't have a quarterback. They got a whole new coach. Um, they gonna they they their offensive coach is coming from the Cal Shanahan tree, and if you don't have a good run in the offense, you can't run the Cal Shanahan offense. So that's why. Well, hey, I mean, nobody thought Raheem most most third and all these other guys were good before Shanahan though. So, but it's Shanahan's yeah. offense. But you now you're getting the watered down version of the Shanahan offense. Yeah, you gotta give him a chance though. We don't know yet. This is true, uh, Miss Unicorn Man. We want to thank you for spending the time in the session with us uh today man let everybody know again where they can find you at or let them know something that they don't know about you whatever you want to tell them this is your side and shine right here oh geez um so i'll just say thanks so much for having me on guys this was super fun um you guys can all find me at uh unicorn underscore fringe on twitter i almost forgot my app for a second um but that's what it is and then from there you'll see all the other stuff that i get into and um this was super cool can't wait to do it again 
Anytime you want to come through, you can come through. Great to have you on. Nice to meet you, and good luck this um, upcoming year. Yeah, you too. Appreciate you for coming through. <laughs> Bye, Peace. guys. Bye. See you later. Man, we should just ended the show like that, probably. Let's end it now. The first show, the first fantasy and session. We appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all for tuning if in. Anybody's wondering why I still, why I just have a green screen behind me? It's because I couldn't figure out how to get my green screen to work. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure uh, somebody's wondering, like, why is he just sitting behind an actual green screen? It's no like picture or nothing. But podcast listeners, they don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> oh man, it was a great one. I don't know what else to say. Uh, shit, I guess we out. Peace yeah. out. Fantasy, it's session. Fantasy, it's session. Fantasy, it's session.